This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome to yet another episode of Diagnosing the Aftermarket A to Z. I am Matt Fonslow, and today's episode, I guess you could call it kind of a collaboration with the other Aftermarket Radio Network shows, in that each of us is going to record an episode giving our thoughts or even maybe predictions for this coming year, 2023. And I think to start out, the best thing to do is thank our sponsor, Napa Auto Care. Accomplish more by starting now. That's the motto of Repair Shop of Tomorrow, a Napa Auto Care exclusively endorsed vendor. Repair Shop of Tomorrow will look at productivity, efficiencies, effective labor rate, average hours per car, labor profit percent, measure and manage labor, and how you can create net profit. Interested in Repair Shop of Tomorrow? Call 440-545-1230 for a free 20-minute no-obligation consultation or contact your servicing Napa Auto Parts store. One thing with predictions is they rely heavily on history. The thing with our profession is the way it evolves so much that sometimes history is difficult to use, meaning the way technology has evolved and what we've been doing uh, on vehicles more and more and how that factors in. Auto repair often is labeled recession-proof. The reason I even bring that up is we're on our way into a recession. Some people may argue we're in a recession or we are going to be experiencing a pretty heavy recession for 2023. And auto repair is often labeled recession-proof. I don't know if anything is really recession-proof, but I think typically we've been recession resistant. And if we look back at history, I probably should be looking this all up, but I think technically we were in a recession in 07, 08, 09 range. And I don't know that I remember the recession hurting us so bad. What I remember hurting was the cash for clunkers program. I remember that taking a pretty good bite out of us, at least temporarily. But at the actual recession itself, I don't recall being so horrible. The thing is, is that we've been spoiled now for the last year, year and a half. People are spending an awful lot of money on their cars or maybe shouldn't phrase it quite that way, but they are okaying work. We're not used to them okaying partly because they have the money and partly because there's not really much alternative. It's difficult for them to go buy a new vehicle And in some cases, even a different vehicle, you know, like a used vehicle sometimes is also out of the cards due to sheer expense or just not available, flat out not available. Our average tickets have went up quite a bit as the new cars start filling back the uh, car lots and new car lots. I suppose that option's there. And one thing we're fighting with the newness part of things and the idea of new and no problems and, you know, anti nickel and diming, which in many cases is kind of a misnomer. People are kind of miseducated about nickel and diming. What does that even mean? If you don't have a car payment, it'd be pretty difficult for a car to nickel and dime you into the poorhouse or into being broke versus 
a pretty hefty car payment every month. So there's an education opportunity there. But I think people are trained at a very young age now, and we're really getting this generation coming through that have been trained to find comfort, trained to find comfort in subscriptions. They've been paying subscriptions on their internet, their phones. You know, if they play video games, they're probably paying subscriptions for that. I mean, it seems like everything's a subscription, subscription, subscription. Why wouldn't people view a car payment very similarly that they're hoping to get with a brand new vehicle, three to five years of no issues? The only payment they have to worry about making is that car payment and the insurance. And of course, you know, oil changes, but they think those go 10 to 15,000 miles and saving money that way. And another educational opportunity there. Maybe a couple other maintenance items like tires that will be brutal for them versus no car payment or a very, very low car payment and regularly sinking a few hundred dollars in their vehicle. You know, I think. A few of my friends, their car payments are in that $600 range, $600 a month. And I hear $7,200 a year when they say that. And I'm thinking that is an awful, awful, awful lot of money that could be spent fixing and maintaining a vehicle that would have either a mere fraction of that car payment, if not no car payment at all which could probably send us down a path of sounding a lot like Dave Ramsey. So I'll avoid that. I'll let the others talk about that stuff where they're much stronger. Uh, I just think about this and it's hard for me to not think of things as equations or as systems, systems that work together or against each other. And in our end of things, we have to be malleable if the recession does hit in such a way that people's expendable incomes are reduced, they're still going to need their vehicles, you know, not to be jumping around a whole lot, but I think this does have to factor in a little bit is how many of your clients are remote workers, meaning do how many of them work at home and their car is what they use to get out of the house. Maybe it's to go shopping you know, and get some necessities, but really they could have, they wanted to, they could have stuff door dashed right to them or delivered or shipped. They really no reason to leave the house other than to get out of the house. They may not be putting on the regular miles that they did when they had a job off site. I mean, that's a factor. We have to factor that in. The cars are going to sit more, less miles, presumably in the shop less often, but they still will make it into the shop. And I guess where the reference to the equation and the systems and all that is uh, how these all work together that maybe our average tickets start dropping a little bit that inspections will be as important to, as ever digital vehicle inspections um the digital part being makes it a lot easier to present to the clients uh inspections by themselves are extremely important but we have to make that accessible to our clients and dvis seem to be uh t- very difficult to top you know otherwise inviting the client down to look at their vehicle and put on a uh, really a class or a uh, seminar. I suppose that would be the top, but costs a lot of people time, costs us time, costs the client time. So the DVIs are extremely expensive. And instead of people approving everything, which seems to be what's happening or has happened uh, last year and towards the end of the year before, 
where if you found a dozen things wrong with their vehicle marked red and yellow, they might approve all of it. That may be coming to an end if their incomes are hit or really their expendable incomes are hit. If the power of the dollar keeps dropping or they just aren't making as much, the reality is, is they won't be able to afford to do everything. So we may have to just try to get more vehicles in to offset it. So that's the equation part of things, right? We we have to focus on hitting our profit goals, not only to pay our bills, which includes people, not labeling them bills, but you get my drift, but also the goals to allow us to expand or at least improve, right? Maybe not physically expand, adding more people, adding more bays, but improving, updating equipment, whatever that may be, or adding more capability with certain equipment uh, in the same space. We still have to allow for that. So to make that happen, we have to kind of roll with the punches. We have to see what's going on and adjust. And I think the shops that do adjust the better on the fly will come out better in the end. Have you visited the Napa Auto Care member site lately? Since its relaunch in 2020, the Napa Auto Care member site has continued to evolve to keep members updated on all the Napa programs, promotions, member benefits, and business building tools to help your business thrive. Some features to the member site include never miss an update, stay current with notifications and announcements on the homepage, view the dashboard featuring your shop's financial status, Take advantage of cost-saving member-exclusive promotions, a faster, automated 24-24 peace-of-mind warranty submission process. Submit re-repair claims directly to the member site and easily check the status there as well. Typically, the claim is settled and the EFT or credit card payment is sent within 48 hours. Turn searches into new customers with the referral tracker. Learn more about how a consumer Napa online search for your shop can generate new customers at no additional cost to members. Use this popular customer tool to evolve your marketing strategies to get the most business value. Own more than one Napa Auto Care? Link all facilities to one login and access all facilities as one user. You can also access the shop, Napa, Helm, or Pro Office website directly. Submit a pro image free look for a sneak peek at how you can co-brand your locally known name with the nationally recognized Napa brand. Submit online ASC certification renewal and test reimbursement. Exclusive access to dozens of industry-leading programs and solutions. If you are a Napa Auto Care member, visit member.napaautocare.com to access the member portal and take advantage of these many member benefits today. Not a Napa Auto Care Center? Contact your servicing Napa Auto Parts store to learn more about how to join the Napa family. A lesson should have been learned with the uh, the whole COVID thing. Yeah, we had some PPE money. If the shops are making money, and this goes for everybody, even employees, when we're making money, we should have been putting money away to prepare for weathering any kind of storms. I don't know if we're going to see a storm so much in 2023, but I would think we'd have learned our lesson to be ready for a storm, you know, to be working very diligently to putting away, you know, at the very minimum, probably three months, but the reality is more like six months of expenses should be put away and almost forgotten about. 
added to accordingly. I don't know that how many of you've really learned that lesson, not just, you know, the businesses themselves, uh, or management who's ever in charge of funds, but also individuals. Are we kind of riding high on high car counts, high, high average tickets, high profits? Uh, maybe our rates are going up or not just uh, shop rates, but also uh, the uh, employee technicians, service advisors, incomes are going up. Are we also preparing ourselves just in case, you know, not to, live in fear, but to kind of learn from the past because we ended up being fairly immune to the whole COVID shutdown, you know, as a frontline worker, if you will, deemed necessary. We didn't really have to shut down. And a lot of us witnessed maybe a couple weeks. Some people maybe witnessed closer to a month of a drop. But man, when it came back and it hit, we've been slammed ever since. And I think just taking from that and learning from that and being prepared for the next time when maybe we're not as well protected or in some cases there was no funds available to um, keep making payroll and stuff like that. That uh, if you were watching online, there's quite a few shops that really didn't care about the uh, PPE money. They just didn't care. They had it. And they were going to be fine just on their own. And they weren't worried about having to take it and pay it back. And I'm not arguing whether it was right or wrong to take the money or any of that. I can see both sides of it, but I think it was a good thing if you didn't need it. That would be the logic behind it is you didn't need it. Same goes for us on an individual level is can we get by for a month or two or three or better yet six with no income. And that's just, general financial advice, right? Any Anybody would tell you that. This isn't groundbreaking ideas or, at all. But I guess my prediction is, is I, it can't keep going at the rate it is. I just don't see that happening. If it does, great. Uh, I'm glad to be wrong. But I suspect it's going to slow down a little bit. And that we just have to be prepared to alter our strategies and um, show value to our clients. And that's a really vague term. I get it. But I think it's Showing them, demonstrating time and time again, you're looking out for them, demonstrating time and time again that you're doing your best to give them the most bang for their buck, which simply means doing what you say you're going to do for the price you say you're going to do it. And you may not be able to sell all 12 suggestions, but it might become much more common for us to be able to, I think we really did in the past was these are the 12 things we found these are the two things that really need to get done. And then these other 10, let's break these up over the course of however many months or a year and take these off in smaller chunks. And maybe the car shows up more often. Maybe regularly it would be in four times a year, but now with the strategy, it's in six times. And yeah, the average ticket will drop, but the car count should go up and offset that. And I'm not advocating for any kind of frenetic pace at all. Just that if there are any lulls for our shop, the lulls are few and far between, sometimes even welcome. But again, I think this last year and a half or so is almost a bad example. I would like to see it stay the same. I just don't, I don't really see that happening. I don't see how. So really my prediction is 
not that we're recession proof uh, by any means, but I do think as a service profession and one that's not necessarily easily reproduced by the um, client themselves, the car owner themselves, that they do need us for a fair number of things. And thanks to technology, probably a growing number of things, they're going to have to keep bringing their vehicles in. You know, the inventories of new cars are, I think, rebounding, but not where they need them to be. The cost of used cars is coming down, but I still don't know that it's cost sensible yet, especially when they have a car already or a vehicle already. And those payments and that interest rate they probably have, if they've had their vehicle for a few years, their interest rate is going to be quite a bit lower than uh, any interest rate they're going to be getting, at least for a while. And that will be a deterrent to replacing that vehicle. So I just feel like uh, we just have to be uh, light on our feet and ready to adjust to maintain our goals. And that's maybe really vague advice, but I don't think the truth has to be all that complex all the time. That is uh, my take on the upcoming year. I'm really looking forward to listening to the others' takes. and They're probably far, far more intricate than I've put together. If you get a chance, I do recommend checking out the Aftermarket Radio Network and the other shows and their perspectives, because that's really important, right? Getting different perspectives on things, ideas, getting other perspectives on events and situations and ideas. So thank you again for listening. I really, really do appreciate it. I would like to thank again our sponsor, Napa Auto Care and the Aftermarket Radio Network for making this all possible. As always, I'm very easy to reach out to. You can find me on social media, private message me, email me at mattfonslowpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, take care. You've been listening to Matt Fonslow diagnosing the aftermarket A to Z on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Matt on your favorite listening app. He's very interested in what you have to say. Let him know what you'd like him to cover and come on the show. Matt is all for advancing the aftermarket. Find Matt Fonslow on social media and connect or on aftermarketradionetwork.com.